Hey, hey, you absolute bunch of savages. Welcome back to Hellmouth Hotline. I'm your host, Rodney Stewart. We're getting on to another little chat about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Um, I'm starting to really, really enjoy this series. I, um, I'm starting to repeat myself deadly on this show, but I have seen all the episodes before, but originally, on the first run of the the series when it was on TV for the very first time. I had fallen off by season three. Um, season two is absolutely amazing. And Buffy the Vampire's there. And uh, yes, I kind of fell off. So I have seen them all since that, but it's been 20 plus years probably since I've watched them 100% from beginning to end. And uh, yes, there's, there's quite a few pieces of these shows that uh, have fallen completely out of memory for me but uh, yes this episode Bad Girls it's uh, episode 14 of season 3 uh, this is a big um, changing point for a lot of the main characters in this episode particularly Fifth um, she goes down a bad path by the end of this season and you know and in all fairness I like the character of Faith. She's got a, a lot of potential in that character. Um, and at this stage of the game, uh, she became a slayer because of another accidental brief death for Buffy. Uh, and of course, whenever she turns up as a new slayer, you're thinking to yourself, okay, she's expendable. It's only a matter of time before she goes. And in this episode we get a, a possible out for her. But again, a lot, a lot of potential for this character. And interesting where it does eventually go for But uh, for now we're seeing the, the big turnaround for her in this episode. And essentially at the beginning they're out patrolling Horn Buffy. Um... They kill a vampire that's armed with swords, one short and one's long. And uh, Faith is the whole time kind of dragging Buffy down that uh, road of, you know, why follow the rules whenever you're like a superhero sort of a thing and whatnot. And um, we get a bit of a. An insight into her mentality when it comes to friendships and relationships and whatnot, and the fact that she had slept with Xander in the previous episode, and she's kind of like the Buffy, you know, have you never done anything like this in the past? And Buffy's like, no, I'm the good girl, sort of thing. So in this episode, uh, Faith is dragging Buffy down. The her path, the way she loves her life, and Buffy starts to fall for it, for the better part of the episode. Um, anyway, they kill this vampire, armed with swords, one short and one long. And uh, the next day, in the library at the school, uh, the new watcher Wesley Wynn Price turns up. Now, this guy, uh, you're either going to love him or you're going to hate him. For me, for the most part, and Buffy, I wasn't a big fan of him. But he eventually, spoilers, um, 
he transfers over to Angel's spin-off series along with Cordelia. And when that series began and Cordelia was on the opening of the episode, I was kind of like, Cordelia, as much as I like her, and the rewatch of this right now, watching it these days, I do recall back then, always been fairly annoyed with the character of Cordelia, especially in Buffy and when the, the spin-off for Angel started and she turns up in the first episode and of course she's in the opening credits of the show I'm kind of like oh gosh this can't go well then eventually in the run of Angel and I'm trying to recall when it happens but Wesley Wyndham Price turns up the new watcher that's in this episode turns up as a regular and the, the spin-off Angel uh, so two of the characters that I didn't like for the most part in Buffy turning up an Angel spin-off I was just like oh gosh this is going to be a disaster but I've got a lot of love for that show Angel I actually have all the the episodes of Angel series on VHS that's how old these shows are guys I remember waiting for the I was a huge, huge fan of Angel in particular, and I remember going week after week, and I never knew the new series was coming, and getting, and you didn't get the full season in one go on VHS, you got uh, three VHSs that uh, covered half the season, and then you had to wait six months or whatever for the, the second part of the box set, but anyway, I digress in a major way, but all that to say is, for the love I have for that show... Cordelia and Wesley actually turn out to be insanely great characters in Angel series. So um, I have got absolutely no idea how the heck I got onto that line of thinking. Oh yeah, it's because Wesley turns up in this series and you're either going to love him or you're going to hate him. He turns up in this episode. And uh, there's a whole power dynamic thing between him and Giles in this episode where Buffy and Faith are both, well, Buffy, more than Faith. Faith is the sort of character that, you know, she's either going to do what she needs to do or not, or, you know, listen to the Watcher or not listen to the Watcher, do her own thing. You get a lot of that in this episode. But when it comes to Giles and Wesley, Buffy and Faith will be more inclined to listen to him than this new watcher and plus he's the sort of character that just annoys the living piss out of you and he doesn't get off to a good start with anybody Giles or Buffy or Faith in this episode but he knows the stuff, he's an intelligent guy but he's he's too much, when we meet him for the first time he's too much by the book and uh, the complete opposite of Giles Giles does go by the book to a certain extent, but he's got more of that range of freedom than what Wesley has. So, uh, yes, he's up against it with everybody in this episode, and nobody seems to like him. Um, he identifies the swords as belonging to a cult of swordsmen vampires who were once led by a demon named Balthazar. And Wesley instructs Buffy to retrieve an amulet that belonged to this demon Balthazar. Um, it Wesley believes that this guy's dead. You've nothing to worry about. Just find the amulet so that these warrior vampires can't get hold of it. Um, that night, Buffy finds the amulet. 
But a group of vampires loyal to Balthazar arrive before she can take it. Faith turns up. She jumps into the vampire nest. And, uh, you know, they retreat. And Buffy is more or less, you know, like, we've beaten them, we've beat them back. They've retreated back to their lair. Why follow them into the nest? You know, it's not safe. But uh, Faith is more like, well, we could die or we could uh, kill them all sort of thing. And if, you know, if you don't follow me, I'm going to be in there mule and I might, there's a higher chance I'll die if you don't. So, yeah, she jumps into the nest. She's doing, joined, <laughs> doined, she's doined by Buffy. There's a new word for you. She's actually joined by Buffy, not doined. Anyway, they join up. Uh, they fight, and uh, Buffy finds the amulet uh, after handing it over to Wesley. Buffy leaves to take a school test. Um, she repeatedly tries to tell Willow and Xander about the previous night and notices that Xander's, Xander's got this twitch in his eye whenever she mentions Faith's name. So, uh, you know, he's an idiot. <laughs> I'm starting to really... In this rewatch of Buffy... Xander was good for a bit of comic relief, but for me, and I don't know if it's just my age now, at 43 years old, but that character is really starting to annoy me, and uh, yes, uh, and this rewatch of it, um, there's times, particularly in the last episode, it was very good with the did of Xander in the last episode, I did enjoy that, it was necessary to take the character from where he was at to where they actually want to get him, but for the most part for me at this stage, he's annoying the living crap out of me. But anyway, he's just switching A every time she mentions uh, Faith's name. Um, Faith shows up at the window of the classroom and uh, gets Buffy to leave to go and destroy an our vampire nest. So this is a huge, huge test, an important test that Buffy is supposed to be sitting down to take. And the good girl element of her wants to do the test, and it's necessary to do the test, but, you know, even at the beginning of this test, in this part of the episode, she's very much unfocused and telling, trying to tell the story of what's happening with her and Faith and whatnot. They're connecting in a way that they haven't connected up to this point and uh, not for the best for Buffy and uh, yes Faith turns up gets her to leave the test so it's, it's just she's going against all her own principles really in this episode for the most part um, yes they go to another vampire nest uh, when they defeat them, they're exhilarated, they go out dancing at the bronze where Buffy meets up with Angel, he tells her that this demon Balthazar is alive and he's looking for this amulet they've got hold of um, Wesley arrives and uh, she takes the amulet from him and gives it to Angel for safekeeping, so you know Wesley's getting absolutely no respect from anybody in this episode whatsoever um yeah, so they, the amulet is now with Angel for safekeeping. And, uh, yes, Buffy and Fifth eventually find Balthazar surrounded by his vampires. So they they decide they're going to break into a sports equipment store to steal weapons to uh, take this guy on, on their own again. Um, the police arrive and arrest them. But 
the two Buffy and Faith managed to break out of the police car, causing it to crash and injure the police officers. The following morning, the mayor is attacked by one of Balthazar's vampires, who is foiled by Mr. Trick. Um, Balthazar demands that his minions bring him the Watchers, uh, kill the Slayers and bring him his amulet. The enemy who crippled him is about to gain ultimate power and he refuses to let this come to pass. So they, uh, Balthazar's uh, story and everything that's going on with him in this episode, it's all its all told through stuff that you don't see. You know, he wants this amulet to get his power back to defeat this creature that we haven't seen or we're not going to see in this episode. Um, Willow, she uh, gives Buffy a protection spell. And she's ready to go slaying with her that night. But Buffy, she tells her that it's too dangerous. And that she's going to go with Faith instead. So there's a bit of a... Uh, you know, the relationship she has with her closest friends are kind of suffering in this episode. In favour of Faith and everything that Faith's doing in her. Uh, the power that she has over Buffy in this episode. So, you know... There's a lot happening on it, for the most part, and uh, yes, it's almost, I don't know, this, the process of this friendship and relationship between Buffy and Faith, and how deep it goes for Buffy in this episode, and I know she's always had a feeling of guilt for Faith to a certain extent, and how she's an outsider, and uh, they haven't had the best of relationships up to this point. But the fact that she, Faith gets so much of a hold over her in this episode, I feel it could have been dragged out or expanded a little bit more over maybe a couple of episodes to get it deeper. And uh, maybe they have done to a certain extent, but watching it this time again, I, I didn't actually see it coming to, to make it as deep as it is in this episode, to be fair. Um, yeah, Buffy and... Faith run into several vampires, kill them off. Uh, then Alm, the mayor's human deputy, grabs Buffy. So uh, Faith, been too worked up, uh, grabs hold of him, spins him around, and stakes him in the heart. And he dies before anything can be done. And the slayers run for it. Uh, Buffy runs into Angel, who tells her about Balthazar capturing Giles, while Faith returns to the alleyway to see the body of Alan lying there. Um, back at the Balthazar's headquarters, uh, he questions the two watchers uh, as to who has the amulet. Wesley... He snaps straight away. He breaks. You know, he said earlier in the episode. You know, he's he's had experience in slaying vampires, and what it was that was in a controlled environment. So, everything he's done up to this point has been safe. And he's just at this point, he's just not ready for the real world as far as the supernatural goes. As you say, uh, that sounds really weird. The real world, as far as the supernatural goes, but that is what it is. Um. Yes, he's willing to tell them everything, but he does not know Angel's name. So at this point, of course, uh, of course, him being a watcher, he'd have the knowledge of Angelus and Angel and the whole 
back history of who he is, where he came from and whatnot, but at this point, he has no idea who Angel is. He's just this random guy that Buffy gave this amulet to. So, uh, while they're getting interrogated, and uh, as he's willing to tell these guys everything, but he just doesn't know who Angel's name is, Angel shows up, and uh, he's like... Uh, the guy's name's Angel, and then the fight starts, uh, Buffy's there, she frees Giles, uh, it's a really, really great fight sequence in this episode, in all fairness, there's so many good stunts going on in here, uh, Balthazar, he gr- grabs hold, he captures Angel, and, uh, Buffy tosses, uh, live electrical cables into this massive tub of water, he's a huge, huge, fat mess, that's in a hot tub essentially in this episode um, so uh, that's how Buffy takes him out at the end she drops these electric cables in there and fries him and when it, with his dying breath Balthazar warns them uh, of his enemy uh, so uh, this enemy he's been talking about we'll probably get to see him later on in the series as I say it's been that long since I checked out season 3 there's a lot of it as completely out of my head at this point um, anyway back at the office the mayor performs a ritual that makes him unable to be killed and uh, yes the, this minion of Balthazar that was captured earlier on by Mr Trick is in a cage and they're like you know how do we know this spell has worked or this ritual has worked and the mayor's like there's only one way to uh, find that out and he, he gives a sword to this vampire that's in a cage and he steps back and he signals trick to open the cage and the vampire jumps out and jams the sword under the top of the mayor's head splitting it right down the centre to the shoulders essentially and then the the head closes back up like the T-1000 in Terminator 2. Um, so he's basically unkillable at this point. And at the end of the episode, Buffy tries to talk to Fifth about Alan's death. And uh, Fifth kind of just brushes it off. And she's like, you don't understand. Uh, Buffy says, well, what was it? The way it goes. Buffy's trying to talk her around and whatnot. Fifth is washing blood out of her clothes and uh, she's like you know you killed a man it's not the same as being a vampire and she's like Faith's like you don't understand I don't care she's disposed of the body and uh, yeah she waited it down and threw it under the bay so she's essentially just she's going down a dark dark path at the end of this episode it closes out insanely quick at the very end of it, remember she says, you don't understand, I don't care, so it's interesting, very, very interesting episode, I enjoyed this a lot, um, yeah, um, I still, and again, I'm starting to repeat a lot, on this podcast, but, I still find it, insane, that this is such an old show, this is like, what, 2022 now, this episode came out in 1999. You know, I've... I've got a trainer. I've got a personal trainer. And the guy that runs the place I go to, I was actually in school with her in the same year. But I... <laughs> there's two or three trainers that work for him. And 
those guys weren't even born whenever the show was out. It's insane whenever you think about it. Like, and it's crazy because whenever I was their age and I looked at somebody at the age I am now, I thought that was ancient. I thought that was an old, old person. But now at 43 years old, I, I feel as about as fresh as I did back whenever I first watched the show. But anyway, that's crazy that uh, the show is as old as it is. And it's, you know, for the most part, it's edged incredibly well. But I'm saying that there's a few pieces in there now whenever you look at visual effects, today's visual effects, and stack them up against some of the stuff in this show. Um, doesn't age that well. Uh, one thing I never got about it was uh, whenever the stake of a vampire in the episode and it explodes and the dust, uh, how come the clothes go off it? <laughs> That's just one of those weird little things where, you know, it's, it's one of these shows where you're supposed to sit down and watch it, bubblegum for the brain, and just turn your head off for 45 minutes and enjoy it. But never a vampire standing there fully clothed and whatnot, and they jam the stake under the chest, the vampire dies explodes into dust I've never understood why the clothes go off it, it's just one of those weird little things <laughs> but anyway I, I'm talking nonsense now but anyway, that's going to do it for this episode guys, I hope you did enjoy it uh, again share the show along to anybody you feel might enjoy it uh, feel free to Drop an email in there. Let me know how I'm doing. What I can do to make the show better for you. At uh, hellmouthhotline at gmail.com All the, the links to everything are in the show notes. And uh, yeah, follow the show. All that good social media stuff. I really, really would appreciate it. So until the next episode, guys, stay safe and whatever you're doing. And I'll talk to you all then. This has been a production of Coins Age Media. Thank you so much for listening.